Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Tifo and Luby, Jeff DeForest, and one Mike Luby Lubitz here on the Believe Network. Uh, always good to be with you uh, on any platform that we're on and on all of our various platforms uh, that we now broadcast on. It's always a pleasure to welcome this gentleman as our guest today here on Believe and uh, just outstanding international columnist. Uh, I don't know if he's won a Pulitzer, but he's probably come close. Uh, has been uh, covering sports in South Florida for, I, I want to say, at least the last 30 years. Uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing this man. And like Tom Brady, physically, he never ages. We welcome <laughs> the great sports columnist Dave Hyde to uh, After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Uh, David, do you have the same guru as uh, Brady does? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, h- how are you able to maintain the, the same youthful appearance uh, that, that you had uh, many, many years ago when we first met, when, when you first came on the scene down here? I, I think it has to do with your eyesight is failing. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's, well, that's true. <laughs> no. You're a young man. Yeah, the tennis man. ball is starting to look like a marble coming out of the lights there. Is, uh, you know, you know, futilely swinging I would like away, to announce right? my retirement, though. I, I would like to retire and then maybe in 40 days come back. You know, there just, you go. A little break. What do you think? That was genius by Tom Brady, wasn't it? Well, I think it was an obvious move because, uh, as we like to say, and uh, degenerates are traditionally uh, just absolutely inept at affairs of the heart. So, uh, you know, familiarity breeds contempt, right? I mean, if I'm in the race book, I want my wife, I'll, I'll give her two sticks just to go away and uh, play slot machines in the casino, <laughs> even if I know that money is going to evaporate in the smoke because uh, you can't be together all the time. So uh, what do you think? I mean, I he tried it, it out uh, also, with Giselle. And... I think there was also a sneaky, smart move by Brady to put pressure on Tampa to do everything, to, to, to keep trying to win. You know, don't, don't be tempted to look to the future. Just look to next year. And, uh, yeah, I'll come back if you do this and this and this. I, that's my, that's my uh, conspiracy theorist take on it. You think he just wanted to uh, have a way for Jim Gray to get some attention because he could announce these things uh, on that radio show? Or... <laughs> I, I don't know that that's really that tough of a line admit, of questioning I, 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 that Jim exhibits on the program. It's not like he's asking a lot of hard questions. I, I think I think we'll have a I think we'll have a six part series, Brady, the return. You know, because uh, was that man in the arena, man in the arena, ten part series. I mean, that's a little much. And I'm a Brady fan. I, I you know, I. I love to watch him, but I got to admit, I didn't watch any of that man in the arena. So, I mean, is there a steady theme to all Brady columns? I, I don't know how many times you, you've written about Tom Brady. Obviously, you've had to mention his name many times, like he was on the list in a Clockwork Orange, because uh, for so many years he, he was just absolutely obliterating and decimating and discombobulating our own Miami Dolphins. 
Yeah. It sounded like Don King there. Didn't I hear what all those words? What was that? I mean, sounds like I'm going to introduce Sugar Ray Leonard or something. That was an old man noise. I think, as I've said, I had like the Stockholm Syndrome to sports. You know, Stockholm Syndrome, you're kidnappers. You come to respect and appreciate your kidnappers. And that was sort of like the Patriots and Tom Brady. I came to admire and to uh even be jealous of uh the patriots and how they did things and how brady kept winning and winning and winning and and uh, and he's still winning in a different team and uh, the dolphins are still well they're, they're, they're the dolphins even though i liked what they did I, I like i like what their free agency stabs are so far well, what do you think? I mean, uh, who, who do you think? I think we asked you this question before. Who, who do you think uh, aggravates uh, the image uh, being conjured up in the mind of Stephen Ross Moore? His ex-wife or Brian Flores? Because uh, Flores is all over the place. And one of the key assertions uh, that he made, at least uh, for my money, I, I know the racism thing, and I know we discussed this, uh, Dave, on, on a previous show, but, uh, you know, the racism thing is going to grab the headlines and be the one that uh, all of the newscasts are leading with. Wow, NFL accused of racism. But... I thought the uh, possibility of like criminal sports bribery, uh, especially now when we saw what happened with Calvin Ridley, uh, what was the bigger story there? But um, I mean, uh, you know, is Stephen Ross, uh, is he still losing sleep every time he sees Brian Flores? And, and, and how do you think that's impacting what the organization is doing? Because all of a sudden, Chris Greer looks like he's not as dumb as we thought he was when, when Flores was saying that he was the guy that was making all of these bad picks. Well, I mean, if, if I'm Steve Ross, uh, you, you brought the ex-wife, you might be paying your lawyers right now as much as your ex-wife because uh, wow, um, imagine this that. is a huge case. These, these allegations are huge by Flores. If, if proven true, and I, and I repeat if, because we, we haven't seen the evidence here, and, and that'll be the key. Um, but if, if proven true, Steve Ross will have to he'll lose the team. I mean, the league can't have a guy running a team who was into game fixing. I mean, out and out game fixing, not, not uh, you know, well, we're going to tank and rebuild the team. We're, you know, offering your coach. Imagine if a gambler offered a coach $100,000 oh, to lose a game. It'd be a huge uh, I mean, thing. Where would that go? Where would that go? Which I've, I've thought about. You know? I don't know. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have done it, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, and then you didn't have a hundred thousand, right? Exactly. So that's the issue there. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean these these allegations are they're looming over the Dolphin franchise uh, like a big dark cloud, and and they will until they're resolved one way or the other. Always good, uh, Colin Fodder. I would imagine uh, the whole uh, idea that they were in hot pursuit of Deshaun Watson. Uh, speaking of uh, criminal activity and uh, illegal issues in the NFL. Um, and, and uh, you know, he, he now looms as a free agent, uh, you know, and, and you've written, uh, I don't know, how many words would you say you've written on Tua uh, at this stage? Probably more than you wrote about Jay Fiedler yeah. in his entire time here. Uh, and maybe even Marino, Over I mean, under- for that matter, try, trying to figure out if this guy's going to make it. Uh, so, so, I mean, uh, a couple of things come to mind, uh, Dave, uh, you know, that, that are interesting uh, topical materials in the NFL. Uh, number one, I mean, with their uh, relationship now with the gambling industry, uh, how do they, uh, you know, have, have uh, did they feign shock that Calvin Ridley bet 1500 bucks on 
on a couple of games that he had no influence over. And, um, you know, is that going to become, in your opinion, a bigger problem? It certainly uh, doesn't bode well for the future of Stephen Ross. And, um, you know, I mean, it's it's just another area where uh, all of a sudden uh, the NFL looks like it, it really has no definitive policy. <laughs> And, uh, you know, finds themselves in a real predicament because uh, how, how are they telling people to bet on all these ball games and they're putting, you know, gambling, uh, you know, uh, apl- applications available in stadiums. And then, you know, they're going to turn around and condemn it at the same time. Sort of the same way that uh, all these teams used to take and they still take. Uh, alcohol money and condemn it at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah, what we do. <laughs> there, there will be a a shakeout period, or a uh, as all this resolves itself. But look, in, in England, they've had they have gambling sites on every corner. Yep. Lads broke uh, uh, shops on every corner where you can bet on soccer games, and it's been going on for. You know, for for years and years, and there's no issues over there. I, I think that this will resolve itself. What you saw was uh, Roger Goodell. You talk about a statement penalty. I mean, he made a statement with Calvin Ridley to the rest yeah. of the league and any player thinking of gambling. I mean, Ridley bet on three games with an app when he wasn't not only not playing in the games, he wasn't even with the team. And it was for $1,500, and he got suspended. That $1,500 bet, he lost $11 million on because he's suspended for a year, and that's his contract. So uh, Goodell couldn't have come off the top rope any harder to send a message to everybody that uh, players can't gamble. Uh, On NFL games, I guess. Uh, Yeah, yeah, supposedly they can gamble on other He was betting on the Knicks, uh, he would have lost his money, and it would have only been the (laughs) (laughs) 1500 That's the thing. Why bet on? I, I mean, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars yeah, for a guy who's going to make eleven million dollars. I mean, that's that's uh, that's chump change. It's like Mike so, Mayo taking ten uh, bucks out to the track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it'll. Uh, but but that's all. That's that tells you the stakes of the Steve Ross. Brian Flores lawsuit. I mean, and where this goes, and and you know, I, I'm we'll have to see what Flores, what evidence he has. It can't be his best friend testifying. It can't be him testifying. They, they must have something else, or um, this is just. I think Flores was wearing a wire at those <laughs> Stephen Ross meetings. I believe he was he was wired up. Was <laughs> recorded. Uh, they asked him to take his undershirt off, and he said, "No, I think I'll just keep it on, no matter how hot it is in here, Steve." <laughs> It's always a sign, unfortunately. I'm aware of the, these techniques. Uh, you know, should should have asked the guy. Well, the FBI would have been involved. Uh, the, the FBI yeah. would have been involved in wiring a, a, somebody who was involved in price fixing, wouldn't they? I mean, that would be yes. So, I mean, I, I'm with you. You can't. You can't. Uh, yeah, the 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 racism and and the allegations of m- the lawsuit of minority hiring. Um, is big, but that's a over there on in one pile, and this allegation against Steve Ross is in a whole different category in another pile. We're talking with Dave Hyde, longtime South Florida sports columnist. Follow him, hit him up on Twitter at Dave Hyde Sports. You touched on some of the moves the Dolphins 
already made in pretty much, I guess, the first day of uh, free agency. The NFL was sort of crazy yesterday. The Jaguars were extremely active. What are some of the things you're looking for the Dolphins to do going forward? I, to me, the offensive line has been the big issue. Steve and I have talked about this for like 25 years. It's been their problem. Uh, they didn't really target that at all in day one. What are you looking for? What are you hearing that the Dolphins could do, whether it be free agency or the draft when it comes to the offensive line or, or other positions that you think they should Yeah, the big, Yeah, the big name out there, Taron Armstead, the New Orleans tackle. I mean, he, no secret. Um, a lot of teams want him. You're going to have to pay a premium price for him. Um, he's probably the number one free agent of all because of his position and talent. And, and you get a, if, if the Dolphins would get a player like that, okay, you put him on the left at left tackle. That solidifies that position, um, which is huge because now instead of you have one great player, you can you know start making decisions at, at all the other positions. And, and, and so, um, look, look, Mike McDaniel comes in with a reputation for, he was a San Francisco run coordinator for years. He's run the Shanahan offense. He knows what he wants in an offensive line. He knows, um, the, you know, the, the type of player he's looking for. Um, so the, the question that, we that will be answered this off season. Who they get is who do they like that they have? Who 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 of these this largesse of draft picks they've taken um, in the last few years? Um, who can they actually salvage and make into a good player? Because they all can't be bad. I, they, you know, some of it had to be coaching. It just couldn't. I mean, I have a hard time believing it's all drafting when you when you drafted that many offensive linemen. So. Um, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Luby. That uh, um, let's see who they pick up in the in free agency and the draft, but mainly free agency because they've proven over the last few years they can't pick players, they can't pick offensive linemen. So go out and and, and yeah. buy a few proven ones. In a very uh, vaguely uh, phrased question, I, I started to talk about Deshaun Watson. Uh, going back uh, to uh, when we were talking about Stephen Ross and this gambling jackpot. Uh, now, uh, you know, we know this, uh, and, you know, if you talk to criminal attorneys, they would tell you that uh, any prosecutor uh, could get a pencil, an inanimate object indicted if they go before a grand jury. So, uh, and uh, the uh, charges uh, were not going to be filed. Uh, the grand jury refusing to indict Deshaun Watson. So, so where, in your opinion, does that leave him? I mean... The uh, 23 uh, civil suits that he's facing, uh, do they suddenly mysteriously and quietly go away in the NFL's uh, mindset? Uh, can they punish a guy who's not facing uh, criminal charges? I guess they have their own set of uh, rules, behavioral rules, and and how uh, th this uh, reflects on the league. Uh, do, do you see this guy uh, coming back and being a factor in the league? Uh, there's talk, uh, you know, that uh, he could end up in any number of places uh, and uh, yet, I, I don't know, it, it, does it seem far-fetched to you that Deshaun Watson, uh, with 23 civil suits for sexual assault allegations facing him, uh, is going to be somebody's pride and joy at the quarterback position this year? Yeah, teams are lining up. He's talking to Cleveland today. Carolina want, wants or has or is talking to him today. Indianapolis was turned down because Houston doesn't want to trade him inside the division. Um um, someone else is involved. You know, the the odd thing of, of this Dolphins past six months is they were front and center for Deshaun Watson 
Yeah. Um, when when these criminal charges were up in the air, you know, when he he could have been indicted, he could have been he he you know very well could have been um, facing jail time or at least a lengthy trial. Um, and and now that they're gone away. No, they're not interested in them. It's just it just adds to the the confusion over what's gone on the last six months. And obviously, um, you know, it was Brian Flores was a a prime fan of uh, Deshaun Watson, but it, it can't be just him. I mean, Chris Greer went and, and and he talked afterwards about looking into the trade, and and Steve Ross. Uh, asked for permission to talk to, to Deshaun Watson before the trade deadline. So, I mean, and now they've moved on. They immediately moved on when Flores uh, was gone. So I guess that tells you who was the driving force. But it's kind of confusing that the, the other guys went along with it too. So, um, but yeah, teams will lie. Look, look, look at uh, teams that are desperate for quarterbacks. They will go out and get them. To me, it's a little more complicated. It'd be hard as a fan knowing that he's, he's had all these sexual allegations against them. You know, it's not one or two, it's 22. Um, and, uh, but he's going to face some time from the NFL. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, what Elliot wasn't indicted for um, some, it was domestic abuse in some form. I'm not exactly sure what, what the, um, indictment charges were but he wasn't indicted for them um and he he got a six game suspension and uh that, that's not that's happened to other players too so you'd expect Deshaun Watson is going to be penalized by the league but he'll he'll sign with it he'll be traded to a team by then Dave you covered the South Florida sports landscape a long time the team that's been consistently a winner for the majority of your time here is the Miami Heat. Uh, when it comes to the NBA, however, the Lakers, the Nets, both failing, the Sixers, even the Suns get a ton more attention. When the Heat not only are leading the East, they've led the East for a lot of this season. You cover sports like Diva was talking about, a good story. The Dolphins give you a lot of that. Are the Heat too boring? Like, is that the problem with them? They haven't made trades. Everything's gone well. Oladipo comes back. He looks good. Lowry's getting along with the team. Butler is not a menace anymore. He's like a leader. Like, as a guy who looked for the story, is that their problem? <laughs> like, no one nationally wants to talk about him. It seems to be fine with them. As a guy who writes about sports for a living, are they just too boring? No, I, I think they're a great story. I mean, I mean the, the problem with, to me, it goes beyond the heat right now. It's the NBA regular season in mm. that, um, for instance, the Heat's big three yeah. players, uh, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and Bam Adebayo, have played a handful of games together yeah. um, due to injury, due to um, what they the, the maintenance of, of an 82-game season as they do now due to um, covid um, and, and that's across the league. And so, um, you know, it, it's amazing and it's fun. It, it tells you about the, the heat in their organization. And, and I've written this, they've had organizational wins because of the players they've discovered. Yeah. Um, Max Bruce and um, you can go down the line of, of you know, you know, obviously Duncan Robinson Caleb Martin, that guy, yeah, but yeah, now he's I mean, just on his team. Twenty million dollars, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah. So um, 
they've had these organizational wins of, of finding guys and, and, and that's great. But we all know once it comes to playoffs, it's, it's going to, the, the bench is going to shorten and your stars are going to have to play. And, and it's, it's really hard to get a handle on, on uh, where the NBA is now with all these teams of, you know, so many stars have sat out so much this year or, or in the case of, you know, uh, Philadelphia and New Jersey or Brooklyn that, uh, you know, they've traded players who have sat out a lot of these years. So, I mean, it's, uh, if you told me the Heat won, they would win the East and go to the NBA Finals, I, I wouldn't disagree, but you could say that for four or five teams yeah. in the East right now, too. Luby's worried the uh, Celtics are coming on. Uh, they finally uh, had like a five-game winning they streak are. snap. Yeah. But, uh, they've been brilliant, and, uh, you know, he, he can't stand it because if uh, they somehow uh, beat the Heat and come out of the East, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that there'll be enough uh, psychedelic drugs and, uh, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals to, to help this man. Uh, um, one final thing, I, and this was interesting because uh, I don't know that I was uh, taken aback by this or overwhelmingly surprised, but uh, Derek Jeter, stepped down and uh, abdicated uh, his entire position there, including financial, yep. uh, with the Miami Marlins. Uh, now, uh, I've had the good fortune, and Luby's experienced a lot of this too in the last uh, decade or so that we've been together, uh, to uh, be uh, in a place where you, you were kind of inside the team a little bit because we were at like a flagship radio station for their broadcasts. And the Marlins were one of those teams. Uh, no, they were impossible. I, I'm sure you experienced this, uh, you know, during the David Sampson, Jeffrey Laurie period of time. I mean, uh, you know, there was just such hostility between the ownership and everybody else that, uh, you know, I, I don't know that anybody was close to that team uh, at that time. But uh, that being said, you got more out of them than uh, this sort of awkward cloud that hovered over the Marlins when Derek Jeter was, uh, you know, involved. Now, what was your feeling? How would you capsulize? Uh, what happened with Jeter, and and, and what do you think uh, was that the essence of his reasons for leaving? Well, I think the center of it was uh, you go back to when he took over the team and he put out that what was it called the Wolverine plan and and told how after year one we'd make this much money and year two we'd it'd be up to this much and out to investors, so people invested in the team foolishly um, because they obviously aren't making. Yeah. Money, uh, like that. And, and so let's face it, if you're an investor and you're investing in something and someone says you're going to be making a lot of money by year four and you're year one, two, three, and four, you're losing money, you're not going to be real happy. And so I, I think that's the center of wow, okay. what happened. And you can, you, you can extrapolate that to, you know, there weren't enough fans in the stands, um, not enough wins to put fans in the stands. I mean, I mean, you can take that however you want, but I think that's at the center of what happened. Um, and so they're going to, uh, you know, Bruce Sherman talked yesterday. Uh, I wasn't up there, but he talked yesterday about they're going to spend money. So we'll see you know, what they spend, how they spend it on. But, you know, to me, I, and I wrote this at the start, um, Dieter was just a weird guy to bring in here I thought um, he brought in because he's sort of a Michael Jordan mystique yeah. in Major League Baseball I guess but it'd be like Dan Marino going to be the Kansas City Chiefs president um, yeah. okay that's nice but 
Why does Kansas City care? Why Why do South Florida care that they're bringing in a Yankee Hall of Famer? I mean, that's it's nice, but let, let's see what he does here. And, and and he didn't understand the market. He he, you know, he he was look. He's lived in that Yankee bubble where baseball is huge, and wherever they go, it's sold out. And and he just has, in some way assumed um, a lot of that would carry over here. And and that's just. You know, he just didn't understand the market here. Uh, since 93, uh, and even before that, when the uh, team was being conceived and it was being uh, discussed, uh, you got to bring the Latin fan out. Yep. Well, we're <laughs> yeah. still saying the same thing. Man. Well, it's just unbelievable. Here we are, uh, what, uh, almost 30 years later. Pretty incredible. There, there might not be enough baseball fans here. That's That could be very yeah. well be the bottom line. I mean, I'm with you. Rising yeah. at, in in ninety six nineties when ninety seven they they got over two million fans and two point three I think and that wasn't enough to at that time he said to, to be profitable and not, now last year what they have you know the oh whole, it was dreadful the COVID yeah. I mean, absolutely a little abysmal. but it was like they they they've had they've had uh, under a million fans in, in Jeter's years and so I mean uh, um, you know are there enough fans here I I don't know I don't know. All right, uh, we want to involve you in our survey that we had the other day. Better babes, uh, Jeter or A Rod? And uh, we also uh, we'd have to throw <laughs> Tiger Woods uh, onto that list because uh, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame recently, and he could have gone into that Hall of Fame as well. Although he he was not as selective as uh, A Rod <laughs> and or and Jeter. Because uh, he'd, he'd go ahead say, in a pickup a truck Perkins. and uh, bang a Perkins waitress, yeah, exactly, <laughs> uh, in the middle of some suburb of Orlando. Uh, Dave, we love you, man. Always great. Bestie. Great stuff. Great insight. Uh, thanks for being with us after hours with Tifo and Luby. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, we'll have to do it again very soon. Thank you much, Defo. See you, Luby. Thanks, Hyde, man. All right. Dave Hyde, ladies and gentlemen. A very interesting gentleman. Uh, a lot of issues there. And uh, put a lot of stuff on the table for us uh, here on After Hours. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us on After Hours. Catch our Eye on Channel show, and uh, you, you can Google that. And I would suggest today uh, you uh, Google uh, the period of the show around, uh, what, an hour and 35 minutes in. Yes, sir. Uh, we catch up with uh, one of our favorites, and he's been on Believe with us, uh, the great Jim Laranega, head coach of the University of Miami basketball team, number 10 seed, going against USC Friday, 310 in the afternoon. And uh, well, we'll see what kind of challenge uh, they can present for uh, people. Of course, uh, the great run with George Mason. 2006, Jim Laranega. We talk about that. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy that if you want to get in the spirit of the tournament and uh, hear, hear a little uh, college basketball as illustrated and illuminated uh, by one of the great conversationalists on the subject, uh, the great Jim Laranega. Ion Channel or uh, Google the Defo Show, D E F O. And uh, I think you'll uh, really enjoy that conversation going into the tournament. It really sets you up for having a good time, which uh, gets on the way tonight. And uh, that, that's uh, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll be in Atlantic City for this thing. Luby's going to carry the load. And uh, we'll have some insight also into the tournament uh, with Brandon Lang, outstanding handicapper, who you guys know from his own podcast on the Believe Network. Uh, all right, we, we have to check out. Uh, thanks so much for being with us here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Our After Hours time has expired like a soccer game, mysteriously evaporated out of nowhere. For Mike Luby Lewitz, I'm Jeff DeForest telling you, no matter what you're doing in life, you've got to believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country 
while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.